Welcome back to Tracy and Gracie Becoming. This is episode number 34, Becoming Better Partners. Yes. And I think we might have done something similar, but it was more in the context of Gracie and I and more business partner related, didn't we? No. We didn't? (laughs) Well, we've talked about obviously being business partners. Huh. Well, anyways, this is not about that. (laughs) (laughs) This is because we are, of course, in the month of love, in the month of February, we thought we'd talk about becoming better partners, like in life. To a significant other. Yeah, to a significant other. And um, I recently wrote a blog on this. So if you want to dig a little deeper. Yeah, we'll link that. Yeah. Um, You probably can hear it in my voice that I am not feeling 100%. I am on day, I think, 10 of having COVID. (laughs) I'm sure I'm not quite testing uh, negative yet. Probably not. Yeah. I got my first negative test two days ago. Or was that yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. Wow, yesterday. And Griffin was, it took him probably a week to test negative. Yeah. First of all, Griffin's the one that gave it to us, so. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, he was out at a wedding a couple weekends ago, so that's probably where he got it. And then I got back from a trip, and he was, like, on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to work at all that week, and, but none of us really thought it was COVID. No, it never even crossed my mind that it might have been COVID. Like, I just thought he had a bad cold. And he really did kind of quarantine himself. We didn't spend that much time with him. It was very little that did I see him that week. It was just in passing. And I I was shocked. But he was touching everything and coughing all over (laughs) everything. So it didn't really matter if we saw him. True. But I felt like I had dodged four years of... COVID exposure, yeah. and I cannot believe it that I finally contracted it. Oh, so. yeah. Welcome to the club. Uh, that was my third time having it, so yeah. I'm like a breeding ground for COVID at this point. I'm praying that I never get it again. I've never spent so much time in my bed. Yeah. I've never, ever had such a horrible headache and high fever and all the things, body aches. And so, yeah. So if you were wondering why we missed an episode for the first time in 34 weeks, 35 weeks now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We were both down bad with COVID. (laughs) In bed. In bed. We are very happy to be here today talking about becoming better partners. Yes. So what do you think? You've probably had more romantic partners than I have. <laughs> Probably. Nice. <laughs> so I am a relationship girly. I love relationships. Yeah. So <laughs> So why don't you kick us off? What do you think it takes to be the best partner you can be? I think overall, of course, the number one thing is always communication. And I think there are different levels of that and the reason why it's so hard to have good communication is because everybody's comfort levels vary when it comes to talking about certain things, especially when it comes to a relationship. And so I feel like it's easy to fall into this pattern of not 
being good communicators mm -hmm. right off of the bat. I mm -hmm. think that is the biggest key is to set the bar high right off the bat when you start off in a relationship with how you want communication to look between the two of you because it can get really easy to fall into this pattern of not communicating well mm -hmm. if that's all you're used to and that's all you're comfortable with with your person mm -hmm. but by far that is the number one thing that I see I've seen in my past relationships I see in my relationship now how much it, it differs and I see it in other people's relationships like even people that on paper look like they have a really good relationship and they've been together for so long struggle to communicate with each other and it mm -hmm. shows when you just even hear them talk about their significant other or talk about their relationship mm -hmm. and i think that there are you know two ends of the spectrum when it comes to communication i think a lot of people will be like well when we're in a quote-unquote conflict i'm really good at communicating through that but I would have I would challenge you to consider how good are you when you're not in conflict mm -hmm. like just in the day in day out how good are you at communicating you well, know and, a lot of and times, then the reverse yeah when well, a lot of times how what even led to the conflict probably 90% of the time is lack of or poor communication between mm -hmm. the two of you yep obviously there are things that like if your partner does you can't control a lot of times we get to a place when you're comfortable with somebody where you feel like you shouldn't have to communicate things or <laughs> you are so used to not communicating things that you lose sight of that being the most important piece. If you had very strong communication skills built up from the get-go, you probably wouldn't have to be very good at communicating in conflict <laughs> right yeah yeah so it's not just about problem solving but it's also about communicating the joys and the your fears your dreams being open yeah about it all a hundred percent and not just waiting for those times where it's do or die and crumbling because you're not a good communicator it's no. it starts to your point it starts from the get-go and i've definitely been guilty of that in past relationships where i feel like i i have felt like i was a good communicator and i don't harbor things and that might be true but there were also things like if you aren't communicating things about yourself not only your needs and wants in a relationship but just communicating like your needs and your wants out of like life. Mm -hmm. Your partner can't read your mind. And so it's very easy to get caught up in this, I don't know, like this spin cycle of, well, why wouldn't, how doesn't he know this? Or mm -hmm. he should know this about me by now. But really, did you ever really fully communicate that with them from the beginning? Yep, yep. And staying open making sure that your partner knows that it's safe to yeah. be open with mm -hmm. you sharing your thoughts your ideas so that they feel comfortable that you're going to understand so that they don't withhold 
um, being able to show appreciation and validate, you know, each other's feelings. So many of us withhold because of our emotions. And so being able to manage your emotions in a relationship is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise you're probably not going to like the way you show up as a person, which yeah. will, that alone will have a huge impact on the relationship. I would say outside of communication and emotional management or really prioritizing your emotional connection, I would say being able to balance your individuality and your togetherness. Yeah, I think that is huge. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that it's not going to get out of kilt, you know, out of whack, off kilter. It will. You need to decide ahead of time, like, what is it that you want from this relationship? How much time do you expect to be with this person? And what does that look like? And how much time do you expect to have to yourself? Yeah, well, we totally, everybody probably has had a friend where it's like they go MIA after getting into a relationship because Mm -hmm. they now spend all of their time with their new person, right? And I think that is, that's one piece of it, obviously, making sure when you're saying balancing your individuality, it's making sure you're balancing your life outside of this person, but it's also making sure that you're taking time for yourself. Mm. It becomes, it's really easy to get wrapped up in your partner's life and to start to build this maybe unhealthy bond with them where all of your, they become your only source of happiness or Mm -hmm. your only source of joy or entertainment. Mm -hmm. And it's, at the end of the day, we all hope that this relationship will never come to an end. But if it does, you are setting yourself up for a really, really disastrous outcome Mm -hmm. because you have now just made this person your only source of happiness. Right. So... Yeah, learning how to grow together as well as individually mm -hmm. and leveraging that individual growth for the better of your relationship. One of the things that comes to mind, I have always wanted to learn investment strategies. I took classes on it in college and it was completely over my head. I remember sitting with grandpa trying to understand having him explain it to me in the simplest forms. I just could not grasp the stock market, but it's never left. I've always had this desire to understand it. And so I finally, not that I have any extra time right now, but I decided now was the time that I was going to take a course on investment strategies and really better understanding the stock market. And I told dad that I had joined this course and I said, might be fun if you want to take this with me. And he was like, Oh yeah, that'd be really fun. And so we've got our Charles Schwab account all set up to, and I don't know if everybody knows this. I didn't know this, but What's Charles, Charles Schwab is a brokerage <clears throat> and, um, they have an on, they're an online firm. You can also go into their offices, but their online, um, 
trading dashboard has a simulator, which is so cool because for somebody like me, who's new to investing, you don't want to use real money to practice mm -hmm. with. And so they have this sim simulator that I was telling dad about. And so anyways, we are building out our portfolio and it's super fun. And yeah, you do this in school. You do. <laughs> I mean, was it a requirement or was it an elective? Yeah, it yeah, mine was, the class I took was not a requirement. It was so far over my head. But anyways, I'm super excited. And that's something that I feel like we can grow together. Mm -hmm. um, pickleball was going to be something that was more of my, you know, my <laughs> sport of choice. But dad is actually considering maybe joining a doubles league. Like you gave him an option. I totally did. I totally <laughs> did. I'm on my own league. She is on her own league. <laughs> I did not twist his arm on that. So. Oh, you're funny. And then he obviously has a lot of individual oh, yeah. sports and interests, yeah. which I'm happy for him that he has those. <laughs> I am. Anyways. Uh, no, it is good. I think that that is a testament to a healthy relationship. I do think that couples should have things that are, I don't know the word, not sacred, but that are for unique. their relationship. Yeah, unique to their relationship. And then I also think that each person should have own, their own things that are unique to their own interests that they can do without, that they should do without their partner. Yeah. I think that is, it. that's probably one of the number one things that people lose sight of when they are thinking of how a relationship should look or what a healthy relationship looks like. It's like, really having the wherewithal to stand on your own two feet as well as be a partner to somebody, that is what makes a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I would also say trust, honesty. I think those, it's obviously the foundation of most relationships. Mm -hmm. If you can't trust somebody, it's very yeah. difficult to be in a relationship with them. But you shouldn't be. And I, yeah. And I think <clears throat> you have to define what that means. You know, that means being reliable, keeping your promises, being willing to be honest, even mm -hmm. when that's hard. Yeah. Even when you mess up, I feel mm -hmm. like that's probably when it's the hardest to be honest and to like own up to your mistakes regardless of how your partner is going to act. I think we talked a little bit about managing conflicts in a constructive way. Um, I think making sure that when you are in a conflict that you have more of a problem solving attitude, not an attitude of I'm right and I want to remain right and I want yeah. you to know how right I am. And I'll just be very honest that, you know, is my default. I often, if I'm in a conflict with dad, I often feel like I need to defend my position and make sure he realizes how right I am. And yeah. that is not a very constructive way 
of navigating through a conflict. And so well, I think in a learning to compromise <laughs> is, yeah. has always been an, er, an, an area of growth for me. Well, um, I think it's human nature to have a spark of defensiveness when it comes to conflict. Unless you truly know that you were in the wrong and right. whatever. But a lot of times conflicts arise because neither person thinks that they are in the wrong. And I think it's very normal for that initial response to be defensive and emotions will probably be a lot higher. But I think what really matters is how, you, how you're willing to see the other person's point of view. And I feel like my thing now with when it comes to conflict in a relationship is how curious can you be about the situation? How curious can you get about maybe where they were coming from or why they did what they did, yeah. right? Because a lot of times, especially if you're with somebody that you know loves you and you know cares for you, most of the time they're probably weren't trying to upset you or trying to hurt you, right? It came from somewhere, but it wasn't out of a place of being malicious or mean or trying to hurt you. So if you can just step back for a second and just get really curious, even though it sucks, like when you are in a conflict with somebody who has hurt you, it's really hard to step out of that and try to see, try to get curious about something. Mm -hmm. But that has been like one of the biggest game changers, not only with um, my relationship, but I think my relationship with anybody is taking a step back when something happens or when I feel hurt by somebody and being like, okay, like where did this come from? What else could be true? Not immediately, or if it is probably in my nature too, to immediately jump to that's horrible, like I can't believe you would do that or not wanting to see their point of view. But I feel like when I sit with it for a second, I'm usually able to at least come up with a couple other possibilities of what could be true. And that usually brings me to a state where I'm more willing to have a conversation about it rather than to be defensive about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then nurturing physical and emotional intimacy. I think physical and emotional intimacy are obviously key to a fulfilling relationship, but it goes beyond the physical closeness and it includes, you know, sharing your personal thoughts, sharing your personal feelings. Yeah. That's, I just think that that is huge. Sharing your fears, sharing your desires. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. The things that scare you, I think within the relationship and just in general, yeah. I think is a huge part of intimacy. Yeah. I mean, that's a bond that goes deeper than any yeah. sort of surface level interaction. Yeah. And I think for people, for adults who are really looking to grow a relationship or start new relationships, having that at the forefront is huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. You can cut to the chase. Anything else you want to say about that? I just feel like it, again, probably eliminates a lot of conflict when you're able to share things like this because a lot of times fear-driven actions 
are what cause rifts in relationships with people. And so if you're able to get that out of the way right off the bat or as they come up, if you're able to just be open and I think sharing things in your past about maybe past relationships or things that scare you about being in a relationship or in the relationship you're in right now. Maybe it's maybe you've been with somebody for a while and you guys are starting to look at the next steps, whether it's moving in together or, you know, whatever it is talking about your fears when it comes to doing something like that mm-hmm. rather than brushing past them and hoping that they don't come up you are going to set yourself up for a much healthier much um happier relationship when you're able to be honest about those things because a lot of times your partner probably has a lot of the same fears and if you guys can tackle them together mm-hmm. you will be so much you'll come out so much stronger on the end of on the other side of it and you'll probably avoid a lot of conflict yeah because if he does not like wiener dogs <laughs> right <laughs> that is a terrifying fear yeah i had that on my profile meatball was all over my dating profile because i was making it very clear if you don't like dogs in general but if you don't like little yippy dogs like meatball you're not it for me <laughs> Yeah, very needy. Very needy dogs like Meatball. That is probably the biggest test for anybody that comes into my life. Oh my God, amen. How you are going to treat my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then I would say making sure that you are practicing gratitude and appreciation with each other. Yeah. That is... It goes a long way. Oh my God, that goes a long way. Like, I would say that's probably the another area that I have lots of room for growth. I do appreciate dad so much and I neglect to tell him that. Yeah, it it just gets easy to fall into patterns Mm -hmm. and life together. It gets easy to skip over these things because you start, you stop seeing them as being so important because you're already with the person, right? Like, (laughs) I mean, how do you not appreciate the man that walks around in his underwear (laughs) with a alcohol swab (laughs) cleaning the remote controls while his family has COVID? (laughs) Yeah, we, my dad is a saint because everybody in this house had COVID except for him and He didn't make a fuss about it. He didn't stay away from us. He cooked us meals and made sure that we were taken care of. Lysoled the house, top to bottom. Lysoled the house. Yeah, everything. He was running out to the store and getting things that we needed. Oh my God, how many many trips did he have to go get NyQuil and DayQuil? He he actually said on the last, he's, Tracy, they're going to flag me. Because like, I'm like not he's even, buying drugs. I know. I'm like, um, okay, if they do, I'll take my chances. <laughs> but I was literally living on Dayquil, Nyquil, yeah. Dayquil, Nyquil. And I couldn't figure out why my stomach was so upset. It's because there was nothing else in it except for yeah. Dayquil and Nyquil. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. No, he has been a true saint and really taking care of us. (laughs) 
not like he doesn't do this every day anyways. These aren't out of the norm for him, but... And the weens. He's the ween nanny. Yeah, he's the ween nanny and all the things. We would be lost without him. We laughed so hard. There was one night where we sat out on the couch. I could not breathe. I could barely talk. And he walks out in his boxers with the little tiny alcohol swab and he's cleaning off the remote control and we busted out laughing i mean i had snot running down (laughs) we hadn't already infested the entire house with all of our germs and my dad thought that the remote one by one square of alcohol need to be cleaned (laughs) yeah he's so funny yeah he's hilarious and hopefully he stays COVID free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I feel like it can be in very little subtle ways that you show your appreciation and gratitude. Obviously telling them is a small way to show it, but is very effective and it will mean a lot to them because I feel like anybody you want to be recognized for mm-hmm. the good things you do and especially when you work hard to take care of an entirely entire sick family. But yeah, it a lot of times people think that they have to go above and beyond or not at all. It doesn't have to be some grand gesture. Yeah, good point. In order to show your appreciation for somebody. Yeah. So, if you are somebody who really this landed with and you're like, "I really want to strive to be a better partner." Um, I want to just remind you of how do you, where do you start? You start by just making a decision, simply making a decision that you're willing to confront emotional challenges. You're willing to be more proactive with your choices. You're ready to kind of set the stage for a healthier relationship. And then secondly, you eliminate the self-sabotage that will in inevitably it will show up you have to recognize and really dismantle those self-defeating behaviors um, those patterns like what you talked about that you just kind of fall into a trap of um, that's when you can become more aware of those patterns of almost that laziness you will be able to open that door to more fulfilling relationships and then tapping into your strengths, tapping into qualities like empathy, discovery. I was just on a call with one of our other coaches and she was saying that her husband does not use his discovery strength very often. I thought that was so cute. But tap into innovation. What other kinds of unusual things can you find that you can do together or that you might like that will really enhance your connection? And then the final step is finish with a decision. What is the one clear, intentional action that you can take right now that's going to strengthen your relationship? Yeah. And if you do, I feel like if you heard all the things that all the examples we gave of becoming better partners, it might seem overwhelming and you don't have to do all of them all at once. I would say definitely start with the communication, strengthening that first and foremost will make all of this so much easier for you. 
but you don't have to do all all of these things all at once in order to be a good partner. And you probably already are a really great partner to your person. That's why they love you so much. But there's always things that you can improve and build on, and especially in a relationship where there's two people who are always growing and evolving. So yeah, I would say take take any of these into consideration if you are wanting to grow your relationship even further, but definitely start with the communication. 100%. And for anybody who is not in a relationship, specifically any of the single women listening to this, or if you know any single women, my Dating Differently program launches on February 12th. I am so excited. It is going to be amazing. It is for the women who are ready to take control of their dating lives and who are ready to get over their fears and actually put themselves out there and learn how to date with confidence and find their dream person, their soulmate, because that is what my Dating Differently program is going to do for you. So for anybody out there that is listening to this that thinks that that could be for them, reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation with you about it. and yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm excited. And you have a freebie too, right? <laughs> yep, yep, I have. If you are looking to up-level your dating profile, or if you've never been on a dating app or dating site, I have an entire guide on how to set it up and all the do's and don'ts that you want to make sure you are aware of when setting up a dating profile. So It's so awesome. I was looking at it today. I'm like, holy cow, this is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, it is hold your hand through every single step and it's very specific, very clear and kind of promises to be that, get you into that top 1% of all profiles. So it's amazing and it's totally free. So yeah, I feel like one of the most taunting parts about getting on a dating app is having to set up a profile that men are looking at to decide whether or not they are attracted to you and I strip away all of the unnecessary drama and wasted time on trying to figure that out yourself and I just give you the full guide on how to create an amazing irresistible profile that any man would be excited to match with so yeah I will link that in our show notes awesome all right well, there you have it. That's the, I guess, the week before Valentine yeah, edition. Yeah, it is. Gives people a head start. Yeah, exactly, to, to be in a better partner. Yep, excellent. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. Bye-bye.